You're listening to the Football Revolution. Hello and welcome to the Football Revolution. I'm your host, Geo. Great to have your company. Plenty of action with some old school thrashings handed out. And to get us through another jam-packed episode, my co-host, VIG. Good evening. Good evening. Mate, I hear that uh, on the weekend you uh, almost made your debut as a goalkeeper. Yeah, almost. Almost is the key word. I, I didn't. But um, yeah, could have. Mate, it would have been uh, fantastic viewing for any fans that were out there if you had taken the pitch as, uh, as the uh, reserve goalkeeper. So no fans out there, mate. It was uh, six thirty <laughs> on a Sunday night. Everyone was at home. Yeah, I was going to say, who 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 scheduled that? The A League? Oh, potentially, <laughs> yes, potentially. <laughs> All right, moving on, mate. Another nine games to review in our Revolution Roundup. AFC Champions League starts to heat up this week, so Sydney launched their campaign against Junbuck on Sunday and then at home again on Tuesday. Melbourne City kick off their group stages with BP Putham United away on Friday before hosting United City on Tuesday. Yeah, some uh, some big games there. I think I think they're all in uh, in Bangkok, so I think I think they're all flying over to uh, to play there. So um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be quite intense for for both those sides. Um, and, and potentially, you know, you, you looked at City's performance uh, on the weekend. We'll, we'll touch on this later, but maybe their heads are already on the plane and uh, and thinking ACL. Look, it's a big break, isn't it? So for Sydney, for example, they're going to be playing. They play, I think, tomorrow night against is against Adelaide, uh, and then they've got a break now when they go over to play these two or play the first game over in uh, in in uh, in Asia, and then they have to come back home. So it's going to be a good week and a half before they you know get back on the pitch, and then Melbourne City probably the same. So we'll see how you know in, in a week and a half's time or two weeks' time, the proof will be in the pudding when they get back on the. Uh, on the local stage to see if it's affected them or if maybe this is, um, you know, giving them a bit of a boost that they need. You know, you go into Asia and it's a, especially for a lot of these players, it's a, a new adventure. Uh, and other than the Wanderers, most teams from Australia have failed. So this is an opportunity for them to tick off a new chapter or a new a new part of their um, of their football CV. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to be quite interesting. And, um, you know, they, they don't have to go back and forth. I think they, they go over for a, for a little bit, play, play a couple of games and, and then come back. So... Um, you know, previously they have to go over to Asia midweek and then and then fly back and maybe have a, a day's break before they they come back to play in the A League. So um, hopefully, you know, maybe fingers crossed it, it could work to their advantage. And if you look at City's team, they're probably the best. They're the best A League team we've probably seen in the in the Champions League since since Popper's uh, Western Sydney Wanderers. So um, I'm looking forward to to them and um, to looking forward to see what they can do. Yeah, definitely. The Matildas show play until the final whistle with Van Egman and Kerr scoring the 94th and 96th to give the Aussies a 2-1 friendly win against the Football Ferns. Yeah, look, uh, yes, they got it. They, they come over the win in the end and, and they showed, that, you know, that the Aussie never say die attitude and, and, and they got, you know, two, two late goals. But uh, the performance overall, oh, I was going to say you didn't seem very excited. <laughs> look, oh, I'm not. I'm not that excited. Look, you know, we've got to be beating teams like New Zealand if if we think we're realistic challenges to to like go far in a World Cup to make a semi final or a final. Um, you know, anything less than that will probably be deemed a a failure. Um, but like, we must get out of the group stage at the World Cup and 
And then from there, you know, we, we need to get uh, quarterfinals for me would be minimum at, at that World Cup for it to be a success, uh, you know, uh, a low level success, a semi final or a final, you know, job job done for me. But it's going to be very difficult. Um, but, you know, New Zealand aren't, aren't easy beats anymore and, and no women's team in world football are, are real easy beats anymore, um, you know, especially at a World Cup. So it's going to be difficult and um, hopefully we can we can get it right for that. Oh, look, we definitely need to take our, our quality up another couple of notches to where it was previously. We're not there at the moment, but you don't win tournaments, you know, months out from it or years out. You you only win it when you're in that, you know, that period where you are starting to play in a World Cup. So let's hope that uh, before we get to next year's World Cup that we are um, hitting oh, – sorry, yeah, next year's in World Cup, we, we start hitting yeah. our strides. Player escape room, we welcome former Premier League and Estegal star striker Rudy Jestade, which is pretty exciting for us. So he'll be up later in the show. We have a special edition of On the Ball starring our friend Golden Ball's David Ball. I don't know if I said ball enough in there, but uh, if we're giving money to charity, they would have made a lot of money out of that sentence I just said. So uh, another great thing for us to look forward to a little bit later. Quick update on the uh, A-League table. So City on 46, Western United a further six points, uh, eight points back on 38. Victory on 34, Sydney on 31, Adelaide also on 31, and the Phoenix uh, rounding out the six on 30. Just outside the top six, the Bulls, after a few indifferent performances, have slipped out. to uh, They're sitting on 29, just outside behind the Phoenix. Uh, Mariners on 26 and the Jets on 25, and they all have a variety of games played at the moment. So it'll be a few weeks, I think, before everyone has the same amount of games played. But as we stand at the moment, that's the current top six. So... Just uh, quickly before we get into our Revolution Roundup, my quick uh, wrap of the round. So this ra- this round, it was raining goals. Elf- Alfie helped himself to plenty of sausage rolls. Victory won the derby in style. And Raw's equaliser, you can only smile. Or if you're Marco Rudin, cry your eyes out. <laughs> so- oh, geez. Well, pull, pull you. Pull your hair out. I, I wouldn't be surprised if I, if you see him, uh, see him next and he's got no hair left. So. There was no there was no um, hole in Parramatta big enough for Margush, but we'll we'll touch on that later in the Revolution roundup. But uh, the first of the uh, the nine games was. Uh, the Phoenix hosting, uh, sorry, the Mariners hosting the Phoenix, and uh, it was a 5 0 win to the Phoenix. I'm not sure if anyone saw that coming, but the Phoenix, especially Lewis Fenton, wished they hadn't found Central Coast Stadium as Urena, Encololo, Cummings, and Co. put five past the Kiwis, and they can thank Oliver Sale and the woodwork. It didn't reach double digits. Yeah, definitely. A, a bad a bad couple of days for Wellington. Um, they they want to just put that game behind them straight away. Um, yeah, they. It could have been. It could have been a lot worse. It could have been eight nine. I reckon. Um, Kalolo was was brilliant. Uh, scored a lovely goal with his left uh, little little short corner. I think with Nisbet and got the return pass. Got just inside the box and then and then bends it fast stick with his left foot. Um, great finish. So he's he's really you know he's he's a player that's really impressed me this year. Um, you know it took him took him a while to warm up, but um, he's really got going the last last few weeks and. He's been a, a massive asset for Central Coast. Oh, yeah, they've definitely got a few absolute quality players to watch, and I think they'll cause some trouble if they can get their way in the sixth. Moving on to the uh, first of the two Wednesday games, Melbourne City 4, Sydney FC nil. So, yeah, Melbourne City 4, Sydney FC nil. Uh, City extend their lead at the top with a thumping win. They also extend their unbeaten run to 11 games and follow up uh, the 6-0 win against Phoenix last week with a 4-0 win against Sydney. So 10 goals in two games, not a bad uh, statement by the... Uh, the reigning champions. Yeah, big statement. And we said this was a important week for, for City and, and they started it on the right foot with a 
a four nil drubbing of Sydney. Um, Sydney were just all over the place, no intensity, no press, uh, too many passengers in that game. And, and Melbourne City just really showed their, their class um, and just put, you know, put their foot on the throat against Sydney and really, really put them to the sword. Um, lovely hit by uh, Jordan Boss, the left, the left back. Um, to open open the scoring, so nice and his first A League goal, first A League goal, and a nice little finish, and and he's you know he was keeping um, Scotty Jamison out of the, which is the Melbourne City captain uh, out of the starting spot, so um, he, he's doing doing all the right things. Um, but yes, City just end of the day just way too good, mate. With the with the new, there's also the old. So yes, Jordan Boss, congratulations on your first cracking A League goal. But they're unstoppable pair of Lecky with a double and J Mac helping themselves to the others. So you just can't win a trick with City at the moment, can't you? If it's not the uh, the usual suspects, it's new guys popping up and scoring goals as well. So at the moment, it's going to be you know you're going to have to be totally on your game and have a good day and hope that they have a slightly off day if you want to uh, want to get anything out of City when the business end of the season starts coming around. Yeah, definitely. Look, they've got class all over the pitch, but um, we'll, we'll talk later about the derby. But like you saw, maybe if you if you do put them under pressure and you do go at them um, with speed and intensity and uh, with with purpose, then you know maybe maybe they are, there are a few cracks in the armor. So. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll touch on that later. So the second of the Wednesday games was the Glory versus Victory. Uh, Victory taking a hard-fought 1-0 away win. Uh, the difference, one team used to have Popovich in charge, and now the other team does. So Victory with a tough away win, courtesy of your goal, created by Brimmer and finished off by Margiotta, breaking a 12-game goal drought. But uh, I think Popper is the difference. A team that's organised, settled, ha- knows exactly a game plan against a team that wish they had Popper. Yeah, definitely. Look, a uh, coach goes to show how, how much uh, a coach can do and, and how much he can change a club. And um, look at Melbourne victory this, this week, uh, two, two games, two wins. Um, started on the right foot with a, a tough away trip to Perth. It's not always easy going there midweek. Um, so to go over and, and come back with, with three points was, was great. I think Rojas hit the post just before half time, And then um, a Brimmer, lovely little assist to, to Marjotto, who's uh, finding a little bit of form. So it's good to see. And, um, you know, Melbourne victory just playing with purpose uh, under like, they've got instruction. They, 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 you know, the coaches set them up in a way that, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's foolproof. It's, it's, um, you know, he, his method, his, his methods and everything he does has a, it has a purpose to it. And every action that a, a player takes on the pitch has a purpose to it. And it's going to show because all the players know what they're doing and their movements are, are good. Their rotations are, are good. And, um, you know, it, they're, they're reaping the rewards at the moment. The only Friday game was Adelaide versus the Bulls and uh, the home team, Adelaide, edging out the Bulls 1-0. So big does it again for Adelaide. When I say big, Brooke, Ibasuki and Goodwin combining to make the Bulls rue their early missed chances to walk away from high mass with nothing. Yeah, I thought I thought the Bulls were actually quite quite good in the first half. And, you know, to cop a goal in, in stoppage time of of the first half is, is that, that's just a coach killer. And you, you know, you go into the sheds and moods down and it, it does, it takes a lot to, to pick yourselves back up and, and come back from that. And, um, you know, one nil, probably a fair result in the end to Adelaide. Yeah. in the first of the, uh, I think there was four Saturday games was, uh, Western. Was it four Saturday games or was it five? I think it was four on Saturday. It was, it was four Saturday games. So the first four. of that was, uh, the, the Western United hosting uh, the Wellington Phoenix and uh, the Phoenix 
beat Western United their own game, giving up 61%. So final score was Western United 1, Phoenix 4. And usually the, the uh, Western United give up possession, but they ended up uh, being ahead on the, on, the, uh, on the score line. But this time it wasn't to be. And I think there's a big result and a lot of character shown by the Phoenix after back-to-back 6-0 and 5-0 thumpings at the hands of uh, City and uh, the Mariners. They've come back out against a team sitting second or in the top two all of a season. And uh, on their turf, they've come out and uh, put four past them. So great, great things for the Phoenix. Yeah, big performance from Wellington to, to come back after two, two massive defeats, 11 goals in two games. Um, you know, it would be easy for them to just throw in the towel for, for the rest of the season. But, um, you know, they, they've snuck themselves back into, into the top six. Uh, I think they're sitting on 30 points now with a with a game in hand on, on MacArthur, who was seventh. So um, massive, massive win for them. And, and that'll hopefully get the confidence back amongst the squad. And always good to see a, a few friends of the show in uh, David Ball and, and, and uh, Scotty Wooden contributing. I think Ball, Ball is flick on for, for Wooden's goal at the back post. Yeah, and, and look, I think, uh, you know, obviously out, we've got a good friend of the show in uh, Western United goals in uh, the human force field, but down the other end, Sale with a few crucial saves to stop a Western United fireback, and I think his, his, for me, his two saves were the save of the week for me. So first he denied, I think, Wales in the first half, and then later in the in the, in the the second half he, he denied Garuccio, and that sure. basically stopped them from getting back in the game. So 4-1 looks like it was a one-sided game. It wasn't, and I think they had chances, and especially when Wales was denied, it was 2-0, it would have been 2-1, it could have been game on, so I think as much as their their attackers need a lot of you know a lot of pat on the back for for the four goals they scored, I think uh, Ollie Sale was a big reason why they also walked away with all three points. But uh, moving on to the second of the uh, Saturday games, so the Wanderers and the Raw shared the points, one one. Wanderers keeper Margouche thought he played for the Parramatta Eels that also play out of Combank Stadium after his terrible touches caused him to footy tackle his opponent, handing him a red card. And the Raw via O'Shea spot kick a late equaliser. So I don't know if there's anywhere he can hide, and I don't think they'd want to be. Uh, I want to be in the room with him and uh, Marco Rudin on a Monday or Tuesday when they report back for training. But uh, it was one of those things, you know, it happens. Um, he's still a good keeper, but he's just got to put it behind him somehow and uh, move on. I'll tell you what, there's a there's a couple of potholes on Parramatta Road that he, he'd be searching for to, to dive in and, and bury himself in. After that, I think uh, you know that that song, the uh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> That'll be running through his head. Um, just absolute brain explosion at, at that time in the game. Um, yeah, just it's uh, I can't explain it. I, I don't know. There's there's no explanation. It's just a pure brain explosion. Um, he he knew straight away as soon as he got his feet mixed up and the balls caught behind him. Um, yeah, just just disastrous. And and the Wanderers will be will be kicking themselves because that's uh, two points lost. Yeah, and it's also a video you show young and up-and-coming keepers and say this is not how you do it. But uh, moving on to the third of the Saturday games, which was the uh, the Melbourne Derby, and uh, 3-0. Uh, if you heard 3-0, you would have thought it would have been the light blue of Melbourne, but it was actually the uh, dark blue of Melbourne. So victory running out, 3-0 winners. Victory snapped City's unbeaten run with a, dar- a big derby win. Uh, Rojas was sensational with two spectacular volleys. So you what, look at the smile on your face after saying that. How, how, how good does that feel as a... As a victory fan, um, almost as good as seeing just, Spurs smack, smack four past uh, uh, Aston Villa. So it's been a good week for me. Yeah, so it's been um, a yeah, good week for you. But, yeah, ISO, but, ISO, yeah. it's topped off a nice ISO week for me. I think I think the the, the first twenty five minutes uh, victory were just relentless. They just you know they just went straight at City and um, you know really really took it to them. Um, clumsy from Glover for the for the first goal, the penalty uh, to come out and and you know. 
D'Agostino did get in front of him, you know, it, a, a little bit harsh, but but definitely clumsy from the goalkeeper and a penalty. Um, Rojas was was brilliant. He's I thought his first goal was good, but then his his second goal, the way he he met the ball, um, he, you know, the cross the cross was a, a decent cross from Davidson, but the the way Rojas made his run into the box and met the ball and and got that first touch and just sat up beautifully on his left and and a great finish and. At 3-0, um, you know, a Popovich side at 3-0 doesn't lose from there. So, um, you know, it was, it was game over. Yeah, look, I suppose you sum it up. Victory were really good. City had an off night, which, you know, they're entitled to. They've had 11 games undefeated. And I suppose the last thing we'd add to that is Popper's men solid at the back, led by keeper Kelleva. So, um, you know... Clean sheets win your win your titles, and so you know, he, and especially being a former uh, you know top level defender, Popper would have been extremely happy about that. So, moving on to the last of the uh, the Saturday games, it was the Mariners uh, at home to Sydney FC. Who would have seen this result in Gosford? The Mariners won five nil midweek. Sydney was smacked four nil by the Champions, and then uh, <laughs> you come out, and uh, it's a five nil win to Sydney FC. So. Alfie finding his mojo with three sausage rolls. Last week's goal, obviously giving him the confidence back that he needed. Yeah, look, it's it, it's been a, a weird week in the in the league. Some teams, you know, like you said, Sydney lost four 0 to City, and then they turn it around. Um, you know, Corica must have given him a, a bit of a rocket up the backside because uh, they came out firing. They were, you know, back to that's this, this is the Sydney FC that I expected to see. You know, week in week out this season, playing at that high intensity, scoring goals. They've got. They've got goal threats everywhere up top. Um, so, you know, for, for it to take this long to to click is a little disappointing. And and maybe they needed that that loss to City to sort of, you know, um, give them that shock. And, and you know, City, City are arguably, you know, they're the top dogs now in the league. Sydney FC, uh, are, you know, two or three teams behind. There's, there's maybe uh, West United and then victory ahead of them at the moment. Um, so may, maybe that four nil that four nil loss uh, gave him a bit of shock, and um, they uh, they had to put it put it right, and, and they did. And poor Central Coast uh, wore the brunt of it. Look, as we said, Lafondre was deadly, but uh, for me, uh, Burgess was excellent for the Sky Blues, and he's a player that okay at the start of the year you're naming Lafondre and you're naming all the players that they got Ninka and all that, and so maybe you didn't have Burgess as one of the guys, but I think he was absolutely brilliant. He, I think he had two assists against. Uh, the um, against the Mariners, and I Mariners. think there's only better things for him coming in. He, he got a full 90 minutes under his belt too, which was uh, you know great for him and also great for Sydney. And moving on to the final of the games, the only Sunday game, it was the Jets six Glory one. Uh, when the Glory close their eyes, they'll be having nightmares about the Jets dynamic duo. Uh, Pena with a double and Mikko Tatsa helping himself to his first ever A League hat trick tear Ruben Zakovic's team to threads. Yeah, well, I think they did have their eyes closed for the full ninety minutes, or <laughs> blind, blindfolded, or something, because um, they were, they were just yeah, they were they were very poor. The glory, but um, take nothing away from Newcastle and Pena. What a what a player he is! I think he's only 23, 24. Um, I know he's on loan there, so it's going to be maybe difficult for for Newcastle to keep him. Um, I don't know if he goes back to, to his club in Brazil. I think it's Cruzeiro. Um, I don't know if he goes back there at the end of the season or if another A-League, A-League club comes uh, swooping in for him. Like I could, I could see him at a, at a Sydney FC or a Melbourne victory or, you know, a, a big club in the league. No, no disrespect to Newcastle, but 
I think they're going to struggle to, to keep a player of that quality. No biased here. I'm just wanting him to stay in the league. I don't mind if it's at the Jets. I don't care where it is yeah. as long as he stays in the league. A player like that at that age group who can only get better. I want to see the best of this player in this league rather than a guy coming in who's on the way down. I'd love to see a guy for a change who's on his way up. So let's just hope yeah, he, stay, he stays in the league. I, I, I would, you know, I'd I'd be more than happy for him to to stay at Newcastle, and and the Newcastle fans would be more than happy for him to stay at Newcastle because, um, you know, I I I put him through a bit of shade over him at the start of the season, saying you know they're not going to win the league, but they've they've surprised me a lot this year, um, with the players they brought in. Um, I think Pappas and and his team have done done their homework and. Uh, they've brought in some some real quality players that are uh, delight to watch. Pena was almost as good a signing as when we brought uh, Josh Gersh back VIG onto the Football Revolution. So we'll leave it at that. That's a way for us to sign out of the. Uh, that's the end of our Revolution Roundup for the week. Up after the Blake, uh, break, we welcome to the Player Escape Room former Premier League star Rudy Jestade. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Joining us now in the Player Escape Room is former Premier League and Melbourne Victory superstar. Please welcome to the show Rudy Jestade. G'day, Rudy. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me today. How are you and how are the family enjoying Tehran? Uh, we're all good. To be fair, it's a, it's a very good surprise. Um, we didn't expect to find a city like this, you know, with what we see on the media. But uh, it's a very, it's a good, good city to live with the families. It's quite modern. You've got some uh, good restaurant, good shopping mall. Um, we've been uh, welcomed very well, so now we're enjoying our time. What's your favorite food there? Uh, they call it shishlish. It's a kind of uh, chicken uh, on the grill, uh, and then you can uh, put any side with it. Sounds pretty delicious. Yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's not the. It's not the best country. Uh, I would say, from my point of view, it's not the best country for food. But they've got some uh, like specialties uh, which are which are good. Nice. Tell us about the Persian Golf Pro League. How are you enjoying that? I would say it's a discovery. You know, we've got some quality players in the league in every team. Uh, technical abilities, uh, you know, uh, high uh, work rates. Um, it's just the way they approach football. Sometimes is different. You know, tactically. It's uh, more open. Uh, it's a direct football. Um, but, we you know, we're top of the league. Uh, I'm playing every game, so I'm enjoying my time here. You can't complain about that, can you? Top of the table and uh, still scoring yeah. goals and winning. So that's that's all the football can ask for, isn't it? Exactly. Scoring goals, not that much this season, but I expect to uh, finish the season in a good form. So France, Wales, England, Australia, Greece and now Iran. Is that the last stop on your world tour? I don't know yet. I've got one more year in my contract. And uh, as long as I enjoy playing football and I'm happy to get up every day to train, I will continue. Uh, you know, uh, my body is feeling good. Uh, my brain is fresh. But, uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, the, the day I will not enjoy anymore, I will stop. Makes sense. In uh, 2020-21, us Aussie fans had the pleasure of watching you in the A-League with Melbourne Victory. What do you miss most about Australia? I think the lifestyle was very good in Australia, you know, very relaxed and uh, we had a good rhythm with the family. Uh, we lived in a nice area in Melbourne, so we really enjoyed our time uh, over there. Um, yeah, we could have stayed a bit longer. Mate, we wish you had because I'm a Victory fan. Have you had a chance to see any of the games this year? So they've won the FFA Cup as well as they're sitting at the right end of the table. Have you had a chance to watch your ex-team's games? 
Yeah, of course. I still have Robbie Cruz in the team, which I follow. Um, and I'm pleased for them. You know, when we came, uh, we've seen that the club was in the, not in the best shape at this time. Uh, we didn't come. In, I think uh, we didn't come in the right time uh, with the new manager, and uh, things wasn't going very well uh, inside the club. The the the, the way they look after player was not the best uh, to perform. Um, so I'm pleased for them that everything is settled with the new manager. I think they find the, the good rhythm and the club is uh, where it belongs. You know, it should be at the top of the, the table almost every season fighting for the title. Now they won the FA Cup, so it's a, it's a pleasure to see it. It's good that you're still watching your old teammates. So I have a few questions for you about your current or former teammates. Who would you invite to dinner? If you could invite one ex-teammate or current teammate, who would it be? Um, I would invite, uh, well, I've got a lot. I would go with, uh, Jordan AU because it's a good friend. So I know I'm going to enjoy my time there. Was that when you were at Villa together? Yes. Okay, good. Nice guest. If you could loan money from one ex-teammate, who would it be? Who would you ask? No one of them because I don't want to mix uh, money and the friendship. I like that. That's nice. Okay, we'll take that one, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> and who would you go on holidays with if you could take one te- ex-teammate or current teammate? Um, so I will go with someone with family and the kids because I've got three myself. Uh, I will go with uh, Martin Bressfraid Okay. because my wife uh, is a good friend to her, to her and uh, I'm – I'm in good touch with Martin, so it will be great. He's got kids, I've got kids, so it will be a good time. You could just meet in Barcelona and everyone would be happy, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> All right, mate, the next thing I'd like to play with you is a game we call Replay. So I've got three questions for you. So whatever pops into your mind, you just tell me uh, what you think. You ready to go? Okay. Yeah, let's go. The strangest thing a coach has ever said to you? Defend. Defend, yeah, okay. Yeah. Six foot four striker yeah. who's amazing in the air and you ask him yeah. to defend, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine you wouldn't have been too impressed. <laughs> That's the first thing that came to my mind. Best piece of advice anyone's ever given you, whether it be a coach or someone outside of football? Um, stay focused on the goal and go back post as much as you can because with your size you make damage there. Yeah, you are very devastating in the air. So my advice to my team would be if I had really just ate up the top, it was just put balls in the box, just quality balls in the box and, and we're a good chance of winning the game. Yeah, it would be great. If you could go back in time, which point in your career would you revisit and why? Oh, I don't like this kind of question because, uh, you know, what's happened and that's why I put me in this situation now. But... Uh, uh, my regret probably it's at Villa when we went down. So I will uh, at this time I will go back to this time and I, I will uh, from October I will uh, talk to the guys to say that it's not over and we can still stay in the Premier League because yeah. it looks like at this time we all uh, gave up and uh, we just like went through the season without enjoying it and fighting for it. So I will go back to this time. Okay, excellent. All right, so the last game I have for you is called Euro Trash or Treasure. So treasure being good, trash being bad. So I'll give you a couple of topics, and if you just tell me whether you think it's trash or treasure. Is that okay? Okay, okay, let's do it. The VAR. 
Treasure. Oh, you like the VAR? Yeah, I like it. Has it given you some and goals? Think, uh, has, has it worked in your favour? Um, not especially, but uh, I think in football in general, we've seen that uh, some goals are or penalty are like uh, quite obvious on the VAR and the referee cannot see it. So it's I think the fairness of the game is better like this. Okay, cool. Sunderland and Newcastle United. Now I'm guessing uh, with your time in the Premier League, they would have been two bitter rivals. Trash or treasure? Treasure. Treasure, okay. Always good to play. Yeah, always good to play big games and uh, they've got amazing stadium with good fans, so it's a good place to be. You're a nice guy, Rudy. <laughs> have you have you had a chance to watch Sunderland Till I Die? Uh, no, no, no. Very good. You should have a watch. If if it's if you like football documentaries, I know you got football around you all the time, so probably less football, more family. But uh, if you do get a chance, it's definitely something good to watch. I will check when I will have the time. But with three kids, it's not easy. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Playing in the snow, it probably is not happening now in uh, Iran, but uh, it would have happened more than likely uh, a few times when you're in England. Playing in the snow, trash or treasure? Completely trash. What about, Very bad. what about training in the in the snow? Even worse? Trash. I don't like snow. <laughs> Even go skiing, I don't like it. Did you ever play any good games in the snow or you just it was one of those things that that's just too difficult? Um, no, I've been lucky. Um my probably my first season in professional in France where the stadium are not like a heating uh, field. Uh, I played uh, on the snow. It's not enjoyable at all. Okay, so we'll keep you away from the snow. Is that was that part of the reason for Iran, or yes. was that just good luck? Yeah, no, I try to like now I can pick where I want to play, so I try to stay under the sun. Smart move. Yeah. Okay, a couple of a couple of personal ones. So, talking during a movie, trash or treasure? Trash. Okay, so if you go to the cinemas and someone starts talking, that's no no good with Rudy Gestade. What happens to them? Um, uh, will be nice at the first time, but the second times could be different. Could be the popcorn straight at the head. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> uh, popcorn will be nice also. <laughs> okay. Junk food. Uh, treasure. Treasure. What's your What's your break? What do you have if you if you get to have a break and you you know outside of a game or when uh, uh, when you can? Uh, I try to treat myself maybe once a week. After a game, I uh, will go with a cheeseburger. Okay, a cheeseburger. It's, it's pretty. Yeah. It's pretty simple for a, for a big star like you. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the things I don't eat so often. So a cheeseburger with fries. Okay, nice. The junk food I'm talking about. Huh? Junk food, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The World Cup being played in November, not June. Trash. Trash. Yes. So you think they should not have moved Trash. it at all? No, they shouldn't. I think at one point you have to adapt. Uh, but you have to find a country where you can still play in, the, in, in at this time in June. Uh, it's much easier for the teams and much easier for everyone like to uh, have the normal season and finish by the World Cup. Obviously, they try to change it. Let's see how it goes. Maybe it will be a, a very good uh, surprise. But from now, we say trash. Okay. So tell us, who do you like? Who at this point in time? I know we're we're still a little way away from the World Cup. Who do you, whose chances do you like of uh, taking home the trophy? France. 
Okay, I knew you'd without say hesitation. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> is is that so? The last the last tournament France played in, they brought back uh, Benzema. Was that a good move or a bad move? Mm-hmm. Do you think? Treasure, I would say. Okay. Very good move. Very, it's been it's been very good uh, during the tournament. Obviously, uh, they didn't uh, win the trophy, but uh, I think uh, he's got like he's a superstar player. Uh, he's the best striker we've got uh, currently, so he deserves to be there. Okay, so with France winning the World Cup, who do you think they'll beat in the final? I would say France against England, and France is winning three-one. Uh, okay, nice prediction. I, I'm not too upset that you haven't chosen Italy. We won the Euros, so I'm I'm quite okay with that for now. But uh, we haven't qualified no, yet, so you can't predict us yet <laughs> until we qualify. <laughs> exactly. All right, so a couple of quick more questions. No, yeah. Keep going, sorry. Yes. Well, no, got... I said I wish I wish they would go to the World Cup because uh, I really enjoy the country and the people. So It will be interesting. We'll, we'll see this could be the, f- the first and last in November or they might realise that it's actually not a bad time to have the tournament. Yeah, yeah, maybe. A couple more questions, mate, and then I'll let you go because I know you've got a busy schedule. What do you like as a cook? No you, problem. Are you a good cook? Um, I don't cook often, you know. My wife cooks better than me, and so I let her cook. Um, but when I want something different than what I eat uh, every day, well, I like to go out to restaurant with my my wife or my kids. So, if there was, if you were trying to impress your wife, though, what could you cook? Is there a dish that you could actually make that would be be something you could put on the table and would impress her, or you just say no? I'm just not going to even have a shot at that. I will make a, a nice decoration, but I will bring like <laughs> seafood, some kind of stuff, so I don't need to cook too much. Okay. <laughs> it's quite funny. We uh, we had on uh, Wednesday night here in, in uh, Sydney, we had a, a Sydney derby cook-off between the Western Sydney Wanderers and uh, Sydney FC, and we had Manu okay. F- Fidel, the, the master chef here. He was on there as a guest host, and one of them was a really good uh, footballer who could cook, and the other one was a really good footballer who couldn't even cook toast. So it wasn't a fair matchup. Um, but surprisingly, the winner was the, was the one who had the great chef with him who couldn't cook toast. So you never know, right? Any Anything can happen. Exactly. You still have a chance always. And uh, just before I let you go, what are you currently watching on? I know you probably don't have a lot of spare time with football and, and the kids and everything, but what are you watching on? I don't know if they have Netflix there or on TV or uh, what, what are you watching at the moment? Is there a series or something your wife and you are watching? Uh, the last series I watched on Netflix, uh, I think it was the name. Uh, I know I'm watching the Kenny West um, documentary. Okay, is it good? You, will you give it a recommendation? Uh, I think yeah, it started well. You know, you can see a, a different face of uh, what you see on the media uh, the last few times on Kenny West. Uh, but the the last part will be interesting because probably we see uh, why he changed like this or this way. Because he was quite a very open and uh, laughing man before, very happy man, and he looks like now he's a uh, very cynic, so cynical. So let's see. Okay. All right, mate. Well, thank you very much for the time, your time tonight uh, coming on the Football Revolution. We wish you all the best uh, for, the rest of the, for the rest of the season. We hope that you keep winning and uh, can add some more silverware to your collection. We do miss you in Australia, especially at Melbourne Victory. And who knows, maybe one day we get you back here, if not in a, in a playing capacity, maybe just in a visiting or a, a coaching capacity. But uh, until then, thank you very much. And uh, 
we wish you all the best for the rest of the year. Thank you very much. I will enjoy the show and uh, I wish you the best also. And it will be a pleasure to come back to Australia, maybe in a kind of a direction, uh, in the direction board for me. You're listening to the Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. In my lineup this week, we're adding some star power to our special edition of On the Ball with David Ball. Welcome, Ballie. G'day, mate. How are you? All right, boys. All good. All good. Looking forward to it. Mate, we're not going as well as you and the Phoenix are, but, uh, mate, you guys are back in the top six. Are you enjoying life? Yeah, back in there. We had a little bit of a stumbling block, 11 stumbling blocks, and then uh, got, back on the, got, got back on the ball, didn't we? So, um, yeah, it was, good. it was a good win. We needed it. Got Obviously got um, a few injuries at the moment and stuff, so we went we the shape and went there, got a good result, second second in the league. So, yeah, just, just what we needed at the right time. Mate, not a nicer guy to put some pass than the uh, human force field who uh, doesn't doesn't take too well to a goal going past him. Let alone was it four or five? How many did you guys get put put, put past him? Uh, four, yeah. yeah there four. was one point. There was one point. He just, he just roared. <laughs> Tim, you. Tim Payne. Tim Payne roared back at him. It was the weirdest thing ever I've seen on a football pitch. One of anyway. Yeah, mate. But, He's uh, an angry man. So angry. 87th minute, you just heard a roar, and then everyone like looked, and it was him just roaring on his own. And uh, Tim Payne roared back at him. It was, yeah, it was pretty strange, but mate, that bloke four, four goals and a, and he's just had a new baby, so he's probably getting no sleep. So maybe that was just uh, letting that, a bit of frustration out. I think then it want it, it wants to do with the football. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, that just puts to, to bed the theory of people mellowing when they have kids, right? I think uh, Jamie could have 15 kids and he's still going to be on the pitch 150% competitor. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, he's a top, top competitor. All right, mate, so look, the plan for you for the rest of the year is we get uh, the Phoenix in the uh, the six, we get you into some fi- finals, get you into some potential silverware, and then you can go home and see the long the family long overdue, right? That's the, that's that's the ideal way way to go, yeah. All I'm right, hoping mate. it goes goes as smooth as that, yeah. All right, we'll, we'll try. A bit. We're gonna have fingers, toes, everything crossed. Vidge, you're gonna cross yours, everything. Get your your new yeah. little boy to cross his fingers and We're everything. Ready to go. He's ready to go. <laughs> All right. So the rules. I'm, I'm up here. All right, so we'll hit you up with the rules. So the rules, VIG and I play a, a Guess Who style game to get to know the new players in the league. Uh, this is not only good for yeah. us, but it gets the uh, the listeners also getting to know the new names and faces in the league. We'll ask each other three multiple choice questions with you jumping in and playing uh, on both teams. So whoever's answering the questions, you'll jump in and help them out. And the winner is simply whoever has the most points. Now, that's never been me, so I'm hoping to God that uh, you're my lucky charm, Borley, and that this will be my first ever win thanks to having you as a teammate. Let's go for it. Let's All right. For it. So let's kick things off. So uh, I'll start. Uh, losers first. I'll, I'll, I'll take the kickoff. So the player I've chosen is former Dutch international and new Sydney FC attacker Luciano Narsing. Uh, that, that, that Sydney snapped up in the post uh, Xmas sales for the remainder of the A-League season. So a little bit about him. He's 31 years old. He was born in Amsterdam, Netherlands. He has represented the Dutch national team or the senior team 16 times, including the 2012 European Championships. He was in the squad for the 2014 World Cup in Brazil, but had to withdraw through injury, unfortunately. Uh, he has twice won the Dutch Eredivisie uh, title with PSV. So his CV is quite impressive and he's a good signing for Sydney and hopefully uh, they do extend his contract past this season so we can keep all the best players in the league. So I've got three questions for you guys. Hopefully you get none right and uh, they'll put me in the box seat for when I ask uh, the questions or when I ask the questions back. But uh, are you guys ready for question number one? Yeah, 
Yeah, let's, let's go for it. All right. Which former English Premier League club did Luciano spend two seasons? A, Stoke City, B, Swansea City, C, West Brom, or D, Huddersfield? You well, guys can talk. Are. You can talk amongst yourselves. You can I'll, hot sign language, whatever yeah. you like. I, th- I think I, I think know that, the answer to this one. Bully. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Ninety-nine percent sure Swansea. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a hundred percent sure it's Swansea. I'm pretty sure. I heard him talking about it in the coverage. So we, we want to lock that in, Bolly. Yeah, let's lock it in. I'm 100 percent sure I'm losing this time again. So, answer is 2017 to 2019. He made 33 appearances for Swansea City. I think in 2017-18 they got relegated, so he played one year in the Premier League and then spent the rest of the time with Swansea in the Championship. But uh, still, uh, yeah, not a bad club to be at. So, that's one for uh, Vig and Ball. So, yeah, I'm scared as hell. But anyway, come on, you had two questions question. left. Come on. Sorry, that was the question I was. I was hoping that you you asked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The one, the one All right. So question number two. On the 30th of May 2012, Luciano made his official national team debut in a friendly against Slovakia. Who was the national team coach that handed him his first cap? Was it A, Bert Van Marwick? Was it B, Louis Van Gaal? Was it C, Marco Van Basten? Or was it D, Ronald Koeman? Well, can, can we have the year again? What was the year? The year was May 2012. 2012. Oof. I'm trying to. Yeah, that was. Was that a Euros? Was it a World Cup? So that was the year Euros. of the. That was the year of the Euros that he did Euros. play in the Euros. Yep. 2012. I've got like a funny feeling, Van Gaal, but yeah, so do I. I think it might have been Van Gaal in his first his first thing. That was that was who came to my mind straight away. Yeah, I don't so, so, Can you give us the other options? What are the other options? So, Van Marwick, Van Gaal, Van Basten, and Kuman. So, they're all the Vans except for Kuman. I don't think it was Kuman. Could be wrong. Could be well wrong. Oh, I'm going to go. Let's go with Gut, Bolly, and, and lock in Van Gaal. Um, I'll let you say it. Okay, you're locking in Van Gaal? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, the name of the coach was also he had a stint with the Socceroos and he coached the t- this this coach coached the Dutch team between two thousand eight and two thousand and twelve. So it would be A. Bert van Marwijk. That hurts, oh, right. doesn't all it, right. lads? Does that hurt? You enjoy that one. It hurts, but we, we've got one on the board, so you do. Yeah. All right, okay. and so moving yeah. back to club football, he made twelve Champions League appearances in his time at PSV, scoring two goals. Who was his first goal against? A. Juventus. B, Bayern Munich, C, Porto, or D, Man United? PSV. So it was, it was uh, Juventus, Manchester United. Yeah, Juventus, Bayern Munich, Porto, Bayern and Man Munich. United. Porto, Man United. I'll give you one I'm hint. I'll give you one hint, only because we've got Bawley on the show, and like I said, we'll, we'll, give, we'll give you guys a bit of a hand. So two of the teams – so the, the other goal was against one of the other the options as well. So the two goals he scored, they're both in the A, B, C, and D. So they're both in the group. Well, they might be. I'm just saying. So the two, the two he scored, were they're both in that group? I, I can't, I can't remember PSV playing Man United in the Champions League. Yeah, that's the one. I'm trying to obviously. My, my dad's obviously a Man United fan, so I used to watch all the Champions League, League games. Yeah. Game. I can't in, like envision a game. Do you know what I mean? Neither can I. I I'm, I'm, I think so. I'm thinking eliminating United straight off. Um, I'm trying. I look at Gio's face, like, see if there's any like reaction from his like. <laughs> I'll, 
Poss- I'm thinking Juventus or, or Bayern Munich. Could be wrong though. Yeah. Uh, just purely for the fact that I know that they've been in the Champions League every year. For, right. Well, you're locking Juventus. So. Ten seconds to answer. Nine, eight, All right. seven. Let's let's yeah. We'll go with Juve. Yeah, go on, mate. Yep. Stab in the dark. Let's go with Juventus. Okay, he scored the winner in the 57th minute as PSV fought back from 1-0 down to give his side all three points in a Group B match against Man United. You two are the worst oh, Man United wow. fans I've ever seen. So that's that's one for uh, Team Ball and VIG. So we just need one to at least right. get my first ever point or two for me to take home an unbelievable yeah. victory. All right, yeah. the player I've picked is uh, he's pretty hot in the A-League at the moment. That's uh, Jason Cummings. So... Ooh. A bit of a bit of a bad boy, bit of a um, you know, he's, he's brought a bit of flair to, to Central Coast and he's, he's banging in the goals at the moment. There's been a bit of chat about him potentially uh, getting picked in the next uh, the World Cup qualifiers for the Socceroos, but um, he was born in Edinburgh and played his youth football for Hearts. So which club? This is the first question. Which club did he begin his professional career with? Was it A Hearts, B Hibs, C Dundee United? Or D Celtic. Do I get a point? Do I get a point if I remember what the four options were? <laughs> All right. So, so <laughs> Hearts. Yeah. Hibs. Hibs. Dundee and Celtic. Dundee and Celtic. Do we rule out Celtic, Bawley? So I reckon we rule out Celtic. Yep. And I'm not sure he, he got Hearts debut. I'm saying he, I'm thinking Dundee. I don't know why. I'm just going with the gut at the moment. I, I don't know because I I remember him a little bit from Hibs. His time at Hibs. Because he played for Hibs, didn't he? Mate, we're going with you because good. I've won none. So, yeah, I'm gonna, we're going to lock in. If, if Paul, you're happy with Hibs, we'll lock in Hibs. No, because no, I've got a feeling that he might have gone Dundee and then Hibs because Hibs is one of the bigger bigger yeah. clubs. That's what I've got a feeling that that's the, the way he went. You know what? I don't think he's gone. Uh, that's my advice that I'm giving to you, Gio. All right, if that's the case, then I'm going. I, my gut told me Dundee. And if so you. Yeah, Dundee. Go, Dundee. Lock it in? Yes, please. He made his senior debut for B. Hibernian. Sorry, mate. No, not you, mate. You gave me all the information. You, you took the horse to the water. You just couldn't make the dumb donkey drink. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, like, that's, like, that's where he, he sort of like, obviously you watch Scottish football when you're in England. That's where he sort of like came to my attention as a, you know, like a decent player, like a decent player and always scored. He always, you know, obviously in the big games, he was had a bit of controversy and whatever. He, yeah, he, actually, he actually scored 71 goals for Hibs like, yeah, across the, 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 champ, the premiership and the championship. Yeah, quite so, impressive. Yeah, he, he did make his name there. Tell me, did, right. he, did he play for Dundee at all? Did he even like, so, like put the kid on he for was, Dundee? He, he did play for Dundee FC, yes. Oh, no, it's even yeah. worse. Sorry, mate. Yeah. No, it's not your fault, Bawley. All right, we're we ready for question two then? We're not ready, but we'll still take it. <laughs> All right. So he, he's made some senior appearances for, for, for the Scotland national team. How many has he made? A, two, B, three, C, one, or D, four? Two, three, one, four. Okay. Yeah. Or one, two, three, four. I should have just done them in order. Yeah, I was, just I, that's to, just to try and confuse to, me. I knew that. Yeah. Confu- I just did it to confuse you. That's <laughs> it. How many goals has he scored, Josh, for the national team? None. None. So, so he's, he's played. He's played a couple friendlies. 
So he, he made his, his debut uh, against the Netherlands in a, in a friendly in 2017. What do you reckon, two, Bally? I would have gone two, yeah. But just just in terms of if he gets one, you usually get you'll usually get another one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, let's lock in two. Two. Going for two. Lock and loaded. Yep. Cha-ching. You got it. Oh, Bally. Yes. Two appearances. Mate, I'm starting to feel like Scott Wooten. Like the weekend where Bally gives him a a, a volley on the platter. Yeah, I am. All right, let's go. Question three. So he signed for Nottingham Forest in 2017. Uh, Which of these clubs was he not loaned to whilst at Forest? So he was loaned to all three, like three of the other teams, and only one of them he's not? Only one of these clubs he wasn't okay. loaned to. Cool. But, no he, but he did play for them. Yep. All right. So it's A, Shrewsbury Town, B, Rangers, C, Peterborough, or D, Luton Town? I feel like he definitely signed for Peterborough. And I feel like he definitely signed for Shrewsbury. But... I'm, so, like I can't, I can't remember him at Luton, but I feel like he might have had a loan pretty I'll, quick from down the ring. Go on, mate. I'll eliminate one of them. I'll, I'll do you a favour and eliminate one of them. I'm not sure it'll help. Yep. But I'll. Yeah, we'll take the one he hasn't yeah. mentioned. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, he went on. He went on loan to Rangers, so you got three to choose from now. I thought Rangers was no hope, so that's good. Okay, cool. All right. And, and, it's a team that he's played for. But he he's only played. went alone there. So, so, no, this is the team that... So he's been loaned out to three teams. One of them is Rangers. There's two others. And the fourth team in this options is he's played for but not loaned. So... Yeah, so you've got Shrewsbury, Peterborough and Luton Town. So, so far, Bully, those two you said you're pretty sure he's played for, but we just don't know if he was loaned or playing for. Luton, can you not remember at all? I'm trying to think. Because I know he... he I, I, I obviously I know the Peterborough one just because he, I played for Peterborough, so you always you know you look at your old clubs and stuff like that. So I know he went there, but I'm trying to think if he if he signed there permanently or they loaned him. But usually they do they do a lot of permanent deals. They don't do too many loans. They're a bit of a selling club, you know what I mean? I like that. I'm, I'm happy with that. That's good enough. We'll take them out then. If if that's if that's the case, and you reckon he would have been buying, we'll take them out and say that they were the club that he might have. Played for, not loaned to. And he obviously, he obviously scored his goals against Liverpool at Shrewsbury, didn't he? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was, it was Shrewsbury he was playing for at the time. Yes. So you, you, you've narrowed it down to two. These are the two that you think you think it's either Shrewsbury or Peterborough. Yeah. So he, he signed for one of those clubs. All right. Yeah, I think it's. Ah, uh, someone tells me Shrewsbury. This is a story of my oh, life in, on the ball. This is a story of my life on the ball, Bally. This is this is good. Now now there's now there's two of you that can't work it out. This is brilliant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Give me an answer, Bally, and we'll go with it. Hundred percent back you. Oh, no, no. <laughs> the, the you know why? Because it'll just if it's wrong. It'll just really wind me up. No. I like I like my football. Do you know what I mean? I, don't I know. know. I, know. Usually. I like my football too, but I can't ever win this. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love. I love my football, and I still don't remember Man United playing PSV in the Champions League. <laughs> I thinking, I'm thinking, did he? Because I think the way it would have gone, would he? Go, he went Nottingham to Peterborough to Shrewsbury. That's my sense that he went that way. All right. So you're locking in Shrewsbury then? 
that's what I think. Lock it in, Bolly. Okay, lock in Shrewsbury. Let's go. Shrewsbury, you sure? Yep. I'm nodding my head because Cor- you are correct. I love you, Bolly. I love you, you Bolly. This is you the went best. On loan, on loan to Peterborough in the 2018-19 uh, season, made 22 appearances, scored six goals. Then he went on loan to Luton Town, only made five appearances there. So that's probably why you don't remember him playing at all for Luton. Yeah. And then in 2019, uh, from 2019 to 2021, he signed for Shrewsbury. Uh, 35 appearances there, four goals. Oh, brilliant! Two of them yeah. against two of them against Liverpool. So you've absolutely nailed that one. Build a build a ladder of clubs in the way you'd usually go. You know what I mean? So that's the yeah. way I. That, that's, I was that, that's, in terms of yeah. the way you'd you'd go through the English system, that that's the. Yeah, that's the, I was just working. The way you know players go through the system and go through to clubs, it's usually it's better if than one Jim. club can't. If one like one club can't afford another player, then they, they go to there in a different. Do you know what I mean? It all works like that. This is why this is why we got you on because better than Geo's yeah. method. Geo's method is just any mini money mo, and he would have just picked would have just picked one and. Mate, when I, when I named the segment, it was actually meant to be on the David Ball. I've told you because he, I knew he'd know his stuff. I'm hopeless. All I have to do now is hit the Phoenix up and find out if he's available every month to come on on the ball so I can keep getting a run on and keep getting victories under my belt. That was our special edition of uh, On the Ball with Golden Ball's David Ball. Hopefully, like I said, I can get uh, the Phoenix to agree to getting back on again. But absolute pleasure, as usual, having a good friend of the show on and uh, shining like a bright light like he always does. And we wish you all the best on the weekend and uh, we hope to get you back on again soon. Thanks, thanks, boys. Loved, loved every minute of it. You're listening to The Football Revolution. Welcome back to the show. It's been uh, absolutely packed to the rafters, so uh, we don't have very long to do our clinical finish, VIG, but let's smash through this as quickly as we can. So firstly, off the bat, weekly Tom Hammond Awards. So it's a uh, could be a shot, a hit, or a quality piece of attacking brilliance, but a uh, couple of special mentions. Encololo with a great strike. Jordan Boss with a lovely clean strike. Leckie with a piece of uh, individual brilliance that I thought was magic. But for me, if you're playing cards or playing football, a pair of aces wins for me. So Marco Rojas's two volleys. Just weighted numbers. I think either of his could have won. But uh, when you're comparing it against a player who's only scored one cracking goal and you've scored two, for me, Marco Rojas. Yeah, definitely. Look, the, all, all, all those strikes you spoke about, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bless this weekend with, uh, with some beautiful goals so um all, all worthy winners you know any other week and i think uh maybe even matthew lecky's you know potentially could have could have been a winner this week uh, a bit of individual brilliance and and you knew as soon as he got that ball and, he, and he's flicked it over the top he knew he only had one thing in his mind and that was to put the ball in the back of the net and what a lovely clean strike but like you said a, a pair of aces um I think, you know, in, in a derby as well, in the first half of a derby, uh, to score two goals like that, um, you know, first one, beautifully, beautiful, the ball comes out, controls it, and then um, puts it in the top corner. And then the second one, just the way we spoke about, the way Rojas met the ball there and his, and his first touch to just put it on his left and and far away. So um, I'm going to have to agree with you. I think it's uh, this week's winner is uh, Marco Rojas. 
Well deserved, and I think uh, it is named after Tom Hammond, and I think his team, the Wanderers, would have taken any of those goals after watching the howler they conceded, and that would have probably gotten them the points. But uh, moving on to this week's key games, so Sydney versus Adelaide tomorrow night. It's the last time that Sydney plays in the league for a good, you know, probably ten days or whatever, and they're both sitting in the six at the moment. So I think that's very important. The Jets host a victory on Saturday, so a victory team trying to chase down the top two against the Jets team who's sitting outside the six, but after a great victory on the weekend, uh, we'll be hoping to close that gap. And then on Sunday, you've got the Phoenix and the Mariners sitting in six and eight. So another very important game. And I think, you know, there's some other games in the rounds that, that in the round that I like the look of, but they're the three that I think are the most appetizing. Yeah, I think spot on. Um, Adelaide, Sydney tomorrow night's quite interesting. Sydney will want to get a, a win before they, they head off for the Asian Champions League. Um, Adelaide, if they win, will will go above them uh, with a, with a with a game on them as well. So Quite a, quite an interesting game, and and um, you know we saw what what happened to Sydney last uh, Wednesday night when they played midweek, so they they won't want to repeat of that. Okay, so if they've missed uh, any of tonight's show or any of the episodes uh, in the last few weeks or from the start of the season, where can they listen to it? Big. Yeah, they can catch uh, all our episodes on Football Nation Radio. Uh, download their app. Uh, they can also listen in on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. So we'd love to thank our special guests, so uh, Golden Balls David Ball for his uh, his guest co-hosting, I, I suppose you call it, as well as uh, football superstar Rudy Gestade all the way from Iran. But uh, we've still got he- he- uh, heaps more huge guests coming up over the coming weeks. I think uh, you've locked in a big star for us uh, next week, VIG, which we're pretty excited about. But uh, we'll keep that a bit hush-hush until closer to the event. But uh, until then, we wish all the teams the best this week, especially the two teams who will be over uh, representing Australia in the uh, uh, AFC Champions League. And until we speak to you again next week, as we say, rise up and join the football revolution. Catch you next week.